All right, before we begin, the Dirty Boys are sponsored today by a fantastic new streaming service called Tedflix, Glenn. We're incredibly honored to be the official spokespeople, and uh, we couldn't be happier to sing its praises. Let me ask you a question, Bobby. Have you ever been on your heaps shitty streaming services, mm. just looking through the endless amounts of movies and TV shows, and thinking to yourself, where's Pontiac Moon? Or getting even with Dad? Every single day, actually, to be honest with you. Now... Tedflix is a dedicated streaming service bringing you the life's work of actor Ted Danson. And it's the only streaming service to do it. And it's an amazing idea brought to life by entrepreneur and my mate from down the street, Jono. Now, for the reasonable price of $87.95 per month, you can get all the Ted Danson's life work from between 1990 all the way to 1994. Wow, $87.95. That's just the price of 21 cups of coffee. That's right. Now, don't wait. Use the promo code DIRTYBOYS and get yourself a discount on your first month. That's actually quite great because I'm such a fan of Ted Danson's hit shows like Cheers and Becca. Yeah, well, that's awesome, but those shows are definitely not included. Uh, But you can check them out on something like Netflix. Okay, well, let's get on with the show. Dirty Boys Network Podcast. It's the fucking Dirty Boys here. It's me, Bobby. And it's me, Glenn, writing co-pilot here. And uh, welcome to another episode of This Is Movie Reviews with the fucking Dirty Boys. We're the Dirty Boys. And um, yeah, look, we got a bit of a overwhelming reaction from the last episode. People went a bit bananas. And I thought it was a bit crazy, don't you reckon, Glenn? Yeah, a little unusual as well. Yeah. People weren't happy with... Um, when it came to our discussion about uh, plastic bags from Coles. Yeah, I've got a letter here from um, Debbie from Padstow. I'll just open it up. Yeah. Dear Dirty Boys, you fucking dogs, it doesn't sound like you understand the plastic bag issue at all. <laughs> plastic bags are killing this country. Yeah. Is that all it says? Just that. Debbie, you didn't listen. All right? you, you didn't listen to the episode properly. The plastic bags are great, obviously. The problem we're facing as a society, if I may say, speak on behalf of the society... Is people keep putting them in the ocean. Yeah, it's a simple rule. Put the plastic bags in the bin. Think about the dolphins. Yeah. That's why I always, you know, I double bag when I do my grocery shops because I'm responsible environmentalist. That's I don't right. throw them into the ocean. I put them into the bin. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. I, I'm constantly thinking about the dolphins when I'm double bagging my groceries and I'm taking my lunch to work. It's so convenient. You, you need plastic bags in your life and you need to put them in the bin when you're done with them. Yeah. So listen up, Debbie. Yeah, and if you send any more letters in, we're just gonna we're just gonna give you another blasting as you've received today. So, actually, keep listening though, because um, we really need you to listen to the show we week need to week. Support. Yeah, we, we need really support. want the support. So, uh, yeah, let's get on with the show with our first movie of the day, Glenn. What do we got? We got Coyote Ugly. I'm the parent. You're the child running away to live by yourself. I should be telling you how to live. How should I live? Simple. Don't go. Good luck. Coyote Ugly is the 2000 coming-of-age film starring Piper Berubo and Adam Garcia, and it's the debut film in the long-standing Coyote Ugly film universe. 
actually the second most successful film franchise of all time after Big Mama's House. Love you. Put some pepper spray in your purse. Even if you're not sure, just start spraying. Now, it's the heartwarming tale of uh, Violet Sanford, played by Bibi Barabo. Now, Violet's lived her entire life in New Jersey with her dad, John Goodman, who plays himself. One day, Pippi has had enough, and she just she's absolutely sick of living with John Goodman as he keeps leaving his Hungry Jack's Whopper rappers lying around the house. I almost slipped and fell on this, you fucking numbnuts. What's your deal? She screams in one of the most dramatic scenes in film history. Mm, it is quite a dramatic scene. I'll never forget that line. Mm. I almost slipped and fell on this, you fucking numbnuts. It just speaks to me. Yeah. It brings to the attention all those times you almost slipped on something and God, we've all been there. Yeah, like God knows I've been there. Let's listen to a clip. Tell me that isn't yours. Of course not. That's a two-bedroom. I heard that uh, there might be a job opening. You start Friday night. You're giving me a job? And just like that, Pippi is gone. She leaves John Goodman for the big city to follow her dream. What is her dream? We don't find out until later... Until then, we often see Pippi playing keyboard and guitar and just generally sitting around. Yeah. These scenes had me really pissed off because we're trying to figure out what Pippi wants to do with her life. But she just keeps wandering around, playing music, wasting time. We never really get to delve into the mind of Pippi and this is just really shoddy filmmaking, I thought. Yeah, I know. I couldn't agree with you there more, Bob. You know, we find out what Pippi wants to do. Uh, she wants to work in a bar. And I really kind of enjoyed the twist after this point. Um, often we think of coming of age, coming of age films with the movie characters want to be political figures or mm. mathematical geniuses yeah. or even superheroes, but our hero here is Pippi, and all she wants to do is work at a bar. Yeah, and not a single person is going to stand in her way and you know prevent her from achieving her dreams. Not even her guitar. Yeah, let's hear Pippi in action. Beauty ugly. Why would you name your bar that? Oh, because Cheers was taken. <laughs> Now, Glenn, let's get to the two romantic leads in our movie, Pippi and Kevin. Now, Kevin's played by Australia's own Adam Garcia. Basically, Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, they should be fucking ashamed. Yeah, I they, know. They have nothing on the two romantic leads in this movie. I particularly uh, like the scene where it's just a one-shot take of Pippi and Kevin discussing what they're doing for the evening. Yeah, Kevin said something like, you know, I don't know, hey, do you want to go down to Coyote Ugly? Mm-hmm. They're doing two-for-one hot dogs and you can get some free sauce with it. Plus, since you work there, you can probably get us a pretty good discount. And Pippi responds, nah, they don't do staff discounts down at Coyote Ugly. I'm not really in the mood for hot dogs tonight because I had a big lunch. But we can go down for a drink. Maybe later I can pick up some Whoppers from Hungry Jack's. And then the camera follows them down at Coyote Ugly. It doesn't break for a single second. And then Pippi gets a bit annoyed at the bar service because Ruth was supposed to be on the bar for tonight. But Pippi knows that she's just watching the footy in mm. the pokey room. Oh, Ruth. She's a, like a really good character in that movie, actually. Yeah, so great. It was such a real scene and I absolutely loved every single second of the 27-minute sequence. Yeah, you really felt it at the end of the scene when Pippi and Kevin went down to Hungry Jack's, but they forgot it closed early on Sunday. Mm. So there's, the scene just cuts to Pippi and um, Kevin just having some microwave fish fingers at home. It's a really, really gorgeous scene. Yeah, really well shot. That's Rachel. You can take some lessons from her. She just cut some guy's ponytail off. I'd like you to meet my new bartender. Um, Violet. Jersey. Now, Glenn, we have to talk about John Goodman. He took huge risks to uh, secure a role in this movie. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, producer Jerry Bruckheimer was going through disappointing auditions, 
struggling to cast the role in Coyote Ugly as the father, simply because he couldn't find anybody good. Now, there was one uh, day he was watching an episode of Roseanne, specifically the end credits, and he saw the name John Goodman and said, wait a second, John Goodman, I have absolutely no idea who this guy is, but I want him in my movie because I just can't be asked looking at any more auditions. I'm so bored and I have to go pick up my laundry before the place shuts. Last time I missed them by three minutes and the guy wouldn't even let me in. I was knocking on the window and he just kept pretending he couldn't see me as he was doing the folding. I reckon he could see me. I knew he could see me. They're so dodgy sometimes, but the detergent they use smells pretty good. So I have to keep going back to them. That's, I, I remember hearing that story, actually, reading through the Coyote, you know, backstory, the, the behind the scenes, pretty, yeah. pretty inspiring, actually. Yeah. Okay, I've never had anyone stare at my ass for half an hour, so I'm going to say goodnight. Just for the record, I was only staring at the first 15 minutes. Um, so I heard you reading through an article that John Goodman received the news that he got the role in such a pivotal time in his life mm. with a hip and, you know, happening film career. You know, Goodman's rejuvenated his career, resulting in him taking charge of his physical health. You know, he finally, you know, achieved his dream of you know, shed 100 kilos. Yeah. He was quoted actually saying, I feel like a new man. I have my health back. I'm respected in the show business industry. I feel like nothing can stop me. Producers were absolutely furious. They uh, approached Goodman day one of the Cody Ugly shoot yelling, what the fuck is wrong with you? Have you read the script? They demanded he gain 150 kilos in six days or else they would not cast him in any more roles within the Cody Ugly TV universe or the film universe or the merchandise. Yeah, and they're actually going to give the, the role to Roseanne instead. Yeah, and they should have. Yeah, it, it's actually quite sad to think that John Goodman could be so selfish. <laughs> All right, Glenn, it's judgment time. Uh, what did you think of Coyote Ugly? Tell us your thoughts, mate. I've got to be honest with Bobby. I think it's a great film. Mm. Very well acted. You know, knowing the story of John Goodman, you know, behind the scenes really made me hate this, his scenes. Yeah. You know, it really affected me. So, I, I don't know. I had to give it four stars. Yeah, four stars. I have to agree with you on that one. It, it takes a while for the movie to get going, don't you reckon? Mm, yeah, like, it's quite slow at times. Yeah. Once we're finally at the bar at Coyote Ugly, it's dynamite. But the problem I have is we don't really know what deals they have down at Coyote Ugly. They briefly mention two-for-one hot dogs with some free sauce, but there's not really any mention of what day that is. Like, do they have cheap pizzas? What time does the kitchen close? Do they have Where's the Gold or Lucky 88 in the gaming room? We need more information. But other than that, four stars. All right, so Glenn, what do you got planned for tonight? Well, let me tell you, Bobby, um, you know, I'm working a pretty stressful job at the moment. All I want to do is come home, put my feet up, stretch my sack, open up a can of wet milk and just enjoy myself. And, you know, I have a movie in mind and that movie is Lethal Weapon 2 starring Denny Grubber. And, you know, and I put Netflix on, I scroll through Netflix and it's not there. But then I come across a movie called Getting Even With Dad and I put that on and I'm about 30 minutes through and my wife turns to me and says, please 
can we not watch this again? It's, we've seen this movie six times and it's only Tuesday. And that's the beauty of Tedflix. It's not the quality, it's the quantity. Wow. How, how's your wife doing? Oh, she's, she's okay. She's, um, she's back at her mum and dad's at the moment. Thanks for asking, Bob. Oh, wow. So maybe I'll come over and we can watch a bit of Tedflix together. Yeah, yeah. Have a, have a sleepover movie night. Hope you like Ted Danson. Awesome. Plenty, I do. P- plenty of space in my bed at the moment. Fantastic. So that's good. Well, yeah, if you like um, Ted Danson and uh, if you like movies, Tedflix is the streaming service for you, Eighty seven ninety five a month. Just uh, use the promo code DIRTYBOYS and get yourself uh, a neat little uh, discount there. Now, we're going to do a review, a little throwback to when we were kids. Yeah, going to take it back a few years. Down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby and I saw this film together at the cinema. Uh, shout out to Herschel Cinema, by the way. Yep. Uh, we actually jigged school to watch this movie. It was one of the biggest blockbusters in its time. Yep. It's a little movie called Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Legend tells of a ring created by an ancient evil that gave its wearer the power to enslave the world. Believed lost for centuries. The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, is a 2001 epic adventure fantasy film directed by Peter Jackson and starring Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Viggo Mortensen, Dilly McWinston, Benjamin Little Bigfoot Johnson, Liv Tyler, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, John Rhys-Davies, Billy Boyd, Frank Barone, Milton Bungsworth, Dominic Monaghan, Orlando Bloom, Biscuit Simpson, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, Father Ron, Sean Bean, Ian Holm, Biscuit Simpson Jr., Andy Circus, and it's a film about a ring. Let's listen to a clip. It has now been found. Is it secret? Is it safe? This is the one ring forged by the Dark Lord Sauron. As we mentioned before, Bobby and I watched this movie together when we were just 12 years old. Yeah. We actually took the day off school, and not to get to too much detail, but we had an absolute ball watching this movie. Yeah. It was a bloody corker. We remember every detail about the day. Let's start at the beginning. Mm. The movie begins with a bit of a backstory. You know, we have a lot of dwarves and men and monsters and all sorts of weird fucked up animals fighting for one ring. And it's not just any ring. It's the one ring to rule them all. What a fun idea. And we can't, we couldn't absolutely wait to get into this film. Yeah, let's get into it. So just at that moment, Tragedy strikes. Mr. Fitch is at the movies too and he spots us. And it's the scariest moment because I swear, Glenn, I looked back and we locked eyes, me and Mr. Fitch. Yeah. yeah. And he fucking stands up and he's like, Oi, boys, what are you doing? I see you. I see you. And me and Glenn ducked down. And luckily we, we get to slip out. So we slipped out the front exit there and we fucking leg it down the emergency ramp oh, of the man, cinema. We ran so fast. Yeah. And, uh, we just got out of there and it was a completely thrilling moment and I swore Mr. Fitch was going to get us for good. He was such a weird guy, remember? He was a weird dude, yeah. Yeah, this one time um, he was standing around the playground with some of the boys and there was a little tag hanging out from the back of his jeans and Murray was like, sir, what's that? What's that? And turned around and he could see, he couldn't see what he was, like he couldn't see the tag bit and uh, Murray's like, no, sir, there's a tag right there under your shirt. And Mr. Fitch couldn't get it. So Murray yanks it out and it's a fucking long piece of toilet paper. And on the end, there was a bit of shit on it. I remember it. it was disgusting. Yuck. Sarum needs 
It's only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. He's seeking it. Seeking it all. His thought is bent on it. So we get out of there, and obviously we couldn't go back into the cinema. Couldn't go back. So we fucking went down to Coles, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, me and Bobby still to this day, our favourite thing in the whole world is King of Surprises. Surprises. Yeah. And there's only one thing better than going down to Coles and buying Kinder Surprises, and that's going down to Coles and putting your fingers in the Kinder Surprises through the foil. Yeah. What we do is we grab our own Kinder Surprises, and then any other Kinder Surprises they will have out, we would smash them with our fingers. That way nobody else can have Kinder Surprises. Yeah, and ever since that day and every Sunday afternoon since, Glenn and I continue this tradition. In fact, we don't even buy Kinder Surprises anymore. We just smush some of the ones they have down at Coles. It's a fun day out for the boys. It is. It's a good day. No one knows it's here, do they? Do they, Gandalf? So the Kinder Surprises that day were fucking awesome. Mm. Um, but the toys are never what you want them to be, you never. know? Sometimes you can't even assemble the fucking things. They just arrive assembled. Yeah, I hate that. I got a fucking stitch from Lilo and Stitch that day. Absolute fucking rot. That's why I'm so fearful of our generation is going, you know? Yeah. Um, you have these sort of kids playing these their video games, their yeah. Final Fantasy or their Bugs Bunny 3D, and they're just, you know, they're not going out there living their lives like we used to, you know? Yeah. It's just shocking. So shocking. of the enemy is a gift. Let us use it against him. You cannot wield it. None of us can. The ring must be destroyed. It was made in the fires of Mount Doom. Only there can it be unmade. Now, we went back to the shops after that. You remember that, Glenn? Yeah, yep. And I think we went to Hungry Jack's. They were doing, um, well, the Franklin's were doing these two-for-one bacon deluxe vouchers that uh, your Auntie Joe gave you. Um, one, of the, one of those shopper dockets. Yes. And we got four bacon deluxes that day. And when I had one, I was already full. So what we did was we took the remaining bacon deluxe and we went down to the traffic pedestrian light, the one we were spitting on the That's button. That's right, head, I remember. And we put the bacon deluxe on the ground and we, we took off the wrapping and we just watched people walk past and they'd be like, whoa, there's a fucking burger on the ground. That's so weird. We were just amazed. Just sitting there looking at it. I know what I must do, but I'm afraid to do it. One does not simply walk into Mordor. There is no other way. And of course, at that point, the coast was clear and we got back to the cinema, Glenn. Yeah, that's right. And luckily, we caught the ending. And I've got to say, what a sword fight. It was amazing. It was. It was a really good film, actually. You know, yeah, the best it. bits were, you know, is Mr. Fish was no longer there in the cinema. So we could actually enjoy the movie. Yeah. And, you know, Lord of the Flight, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Fellowship of the Rings, it was a, uh, a bloody corker. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. So, look, out of five, what would you give it, mate? Five. Definitely five. Strong five. And that's why it's a classic today. You know? Yeah, it's a classic. It ended up winning, like, a couple uh, Golden Oscars as C- well. A couple Golden Oscars, yeah. And they made, uh, I think they made a sequel to it. That's the problem these days with these these Hollywood folks. They just keep making sequels to mm. things. And The Lord of the Rings, the first one, just stands on its own. It does, yeah. It could have been fine because they... They got the ring in the end and it was fine. So, five stars from the boys. Five stars. Are you frightened? Yes. Not nearly frightened enough.
Glenn. Now, it's that time of the week again. Our favourite time. Now, you know, we're just two boys that just love a bit of fun. Um, and you can probably tell from our voices. Yeah, we enjoy it. We enjoy it. And, the, and what we enjoy more than having fun is actual sex scenes that you can watch in movies. So, here it is. This is our sex scene of the week. <laughs> All right, Glenn, our sex scene of the week this week comes from uh, the 1986 American action drama film, Top Gun. Top Gun. Great film. Mm, great great film. sex scene. Yep, and it stars one of the biggest actresses in Hollywood at the moment, Kelly McGillis. Yeah, she's great. Fantastic Doing actress. great things. Yep. And uh, let's set the scene. Basically, uh, we've got two people um, having a big argument in the street. Yeah, and big argument between Tom Cruise and Kelly McGill's and you know yeah. she um professes her love for him. Of course she does. Yeah, of course it's Tom Cruise. He's a leading man. Yeah. Quite a good looking leading man, Beautiful. if I say so. But um great haircut too. Yeah, his say. hairstyle in the eighties was rocking. Yeah. But um and then it cuts to them in a, in an almost silhouette against the, the light. Yeah. Their their shadows kissing and it's that song. Yeah, that, that famous song, song. Take, take my breath away. And it's quite um serendipitous of um, the film because our breaths were taken away it's almost immediately. Breathtaking yeah. stuff. And all of a sudden, they're horizontal and they're um, having a little uh, lie-down kisses and it's very beautiful. Yeah, it is really nice. And then and then all of a sudden, he climaxes on her chest and you see the goop, the wet goop run down her chest and into her, her belly button. And it's, it's really good. Oh, man. I don't remember that scene happening at all. Oh, well, you can kind of imagine it. I kind of did. Um, the scene actually didn't happen, but you just imagine. Oh, like off camera. Yeah, him finishing on her chest. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah. Well, that's our sex scene of the week. Right, that's our podcast episode for the week. Thanks for uh, joining us, everyone. Thanks for being with us tonight, guys. And a special thanks to Debbie. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and anyone else listening, if you may be out there. Glenn, just on your weekend plans, uh, I think I might join you. I think I might come over. Come watch. over and watch a little bit of Tedflix. Absolutely. I sounds think that good. Sounds like a great plan. Um, I saw on there, actually, going through the website, uh, Three Men and a Little Lady is on there. It is. It's a, yeah, another Ted, De- Ted Danson film. Yeah, and um, yeah. it actually could be the sex scene of the week. Yeah, maybe. but judging from the title, don't know anything about the movie. But um, that sounds great. It sounds a little bit saucy, actually. And remember to use your promo code uh, Dirty Boys. Get yourself a free uh, something free on Netflix. I'm not sure what it is. But uh, just use the promo code. Um, so yeah in case you missed it my name's Bobby my name's Glenn and we're the fucking dirty boys and uh, thanks for listening I'll catch you next week the Dirty Boys Network Podcast